Hello, hello, love, and welcome back to another episode of Wild, the podcast. I'm your host, Logan, founder and creative director of Wild Branding Co., and I am so excited for another episode. So this week's episode is part three of our four-part series all about embodied archetypes. So, so far we have gone over the maiden archetype, the mother archetype, and this week we are going to be going over the wild woman or the warrior woman archetype. And specifically, we've talked about how to, like, what each of these archetypes really mean, what it means to channel and embody their energies, how to channel and embody their energies, and then why it's beneficial to life and to business to be able to fully embrace and embody these archetypes within ourselves. And if you've listened to the other two episodes already, then you know these archetypes are things that we naturally move through as women every single month. So the maiden archetype is associated with the follicular phase of your menstrual cycle. The mother archetype is associated with the ovulation phase of your menstrual cycle. And this week, the wild woman or the warrior woman is associated with the luteal phase of your menstrual cycle. And now this is the part of our cycle that gets a bad reputation, uh, but it's personally my absolute favorite part of our cycle. So it gets a bad reputation because this is the time, if you are someone who struggles with severe menstrual symptoms, premenstrual symptoms, um, painful periods, well, not painful periods, um, that would be during your menstrual, like the menstrual phase of your cycle, but um, like PMDD, uh, severe mood swings, cramping, uh, things like that. Like the luteal phase is the phase when we we're kind of, most people are, most women are aware that they have a cycle during this phase and then during menstruation. And then they just kind of forget about it during follicular and ovulation. Um, but this tends to be one of the most, uh, present and, um, impactful of the four stages. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's when we start to feel really big emotions and part of that is hormonally related, right? Our hormones start to shift and change and things like that. But I personally believe it's also, um, you know, our intuition coming online full force and letting us know, Hey, this shit is fucking out of alignment. It is out of whack. And now's the time to address it. So I think, I, I truly believe that that is the power of the luteal phase. Um, but because, the luteal phase can be a little harder to make sense of. It can be a little harder to tame. Our culture has deemed it as something bad, right? PMS, like you're just a fucking crazy, irrational, emotional bitch, like blah, 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 blah. We're taught that like, personally, I was diagnosed with PMDD when I was 13 years old and I was put on hormonal birth control at 13 years old to manage my PMDD symptoms. If you're not familiar with PMD, it's essentially just uh, really, really severe PMS, like really severe emotional swings. Um, and looking back now, one, I would never make that decision as a mother. I would never put, I would never put my kids on, my girls on hormonal birth control anyway, but especially not at 13. Um, and two, like, of course, PMS and the luteal phase is incredibly intense for a 13-year-old. They have no concept of how to manage their emotions, you know, like it, it, it's especially emotions that are heavily influenced by hormones. Like I should not at 13 years old have been told that I have a problem that's not fixable and that the only solution is to put me on this pill. 
that's going to alter everything on a fundamental level for how my body operates. Like that's not the fucking answer. That's not the fucking answer. I should have been taught about my body, about what it's doing over the course of my 28 day cycle, how to nurture it physically, spiritually, emotionally, through nutrition, through movement, and how to manage and navigate big emotions. I should have been taught, you know, how to nurture my body, how to tap into my intuition, how to discern the difference between, you know, a valid emotion versus, you know, one that's, that, you know, not that it's invalid, but, you know, I think all emotions are valuable and I think all emotions are things that we should pay attention to. But at the end of the day, emotions aren't facts, you know, and not every single emotion needs to be acted upon. Some just need to be witnessed and felt and then let go of, you know? So looking back on it, and especially now as a mother, like I don't blame my parents because they don't, they didn't know any better. They thought they were doing the best that they could do for me at the time. But I, that's just not the fucking answer. We don't need to tell our daughters or women in general that your menstrual cycle is a burden or that you need to be medicated or that you have a symptom that's incurable or an issue that's incurable, especially when the only uh, lens of treatment that we're looking through is allopathic medicine. Like women had menstrual challenges long before allopathic medicine was ever a thing and they were receiving service and healing before it. Like I know I'm going off on a tangent right now, but it's because women are so vastly underserved in terms of our health, especially our menstrual health, especially our hormonal health. And it's because allopathic medicine doesn't offer a cure. It just offers a fucking Band-Aid for a laundry list of symptoms that are a natural byproduct of living vastly out of alignment with our soul selves, our true selves, our, our biological selves. Women are not meant to be in perpetual growth and harvest mode, but that's what's expected to us of, of us. We are expected to be able to show up like men in women's bodies. And in order to do that, we have to suppress certain parts of ourselves. And it's fucking bullshit. You do not empower women by telling them to show up like men. You empower women by creating space for them to show up like women. And that involves learning about all of these different parts of ourselves learning about them, learning how to nurture them, learning how to navigate them, learning how to learn from them and listen to them, learning how to trust our bodies instead of assuming that they're broken or inconvenient. And a big part of that for my personal journey has been embracing my luteal phase and embracing my wild woman, my warrior woman, and allowing her to teach me, allowing her to lead me, allowing her to inform me. And it's just, it's been huge for my evolution as a woman, my embodiment as a woman to learn about these different parts of myself, to learn about these different parts of my cycle and to really integrate them on a soul level and to learn that there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not broken. I'm just an incredibly dynamic creature. And every single phase that we experience as women, every single archetype that we embody has value, it has purpose. And the more we can see that, the easier it becomes for us to embrace and embody it and then use that to our advantage because we have a, a certain kind of magic to bring into the world that is vastly different from our, ma from our masculine counterparts. And, um, you know, I think that's part of the reason why our world is in fucking shambles now because 
that magic, the fe- the magic of the feminine isn't recognized, much less utilized. So anyway, again, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, but your wild woman, your warrior woman associated with the inner fall or the inner autumn associated with your luteal phase. Um, and it, she's just big emotion. Like she is a bad bitch. She gets shit done. She burns shit down. She takes care of shit. She's like taking care of motherfucking business. She is, you know, able to see the bullshit for what it is, the misalignment, whether it's within her own life or within the world around her, she can see the bullshit. And not only can she see the bullshit because her blinders are off, but she's going to speak on the bullshit because the filters are also off. That's the beauty and the benefit of the luteal phase. Your blinders are off, your filters are off. So not only can you see where you're out of alignment, you also have the courage, the labia, if you will, to speak on it. So fucking do it. And don't let anyone tell you you're a fucking crazy bitch. (laughs) Like, it's so interesting. The more I've learned about this, like I've noticed my husband and I definitely go through patterns and we very rarely argue or bicker. And the few times that we do, it is always during my luteal phase and it is always about the same shit. And, you know, he made the comment and like, we're both very aware of like, of this, of this pattern, of the cycle of, you know, what's going on with my body. And like, we're, he, he is awake. He is awake. He gets it. But, you know, we're still human and we're working on integrating this awareness right into our relationship. It's one thing to integrate the information into the self. It's a totally different thing to integrate it within the dynamics of a relationship, right? So we're still in the process of doing that. And he, I'm in my luteal phase right now. And he made the statement the other day. He was like, you know, you, have, you haven't like bitten my head off this month. And I was like, oh, well... Uh, maybe you just haven't fucked up yet. And lo and behold, the very next day, something that we consistently argue over happened, reared its ugly head and I bit his head off. And I was like, I'm just, I'm I'm just going to sit here and remind you, you made the mention yesterday that I hadn't bitten your head off. Well, it's because, you know, up until that, that, that moment we hadn't faced this. So it's, it's not that you're fucked up or it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's that something here is out of alignment between the dynamic that it, it, that is us. And it's an opportunity to address whatever isn't serving us because not, it's not just about that it's not serving me. If it's not serving me, then it's not serving our family, right? If it's causing me grief and anger and frustration, then that is seeping into everything that I touch, including my, my relationship with my husband, my relationship with my children, my business, everything. So it's not just something that's out of alignment for me. It's something that's out of alignment for us as a family unit. And it's an opportunity to address it and to remedy the situation and to grow and expand together and collect. So um, it's just interesting that once you're aware of these things, you can really spot the patterns. And then once you spot the patterns and you have the awareness, that's when you can begin to take the steps to heal, right? And to, to remedy the situations and to address what needs to be addressed. And that's really part of the beauty of this part of your cycle, this particular archetype that resides within, within you. So um, your inner wild woman, and you, you don't have to access her you don't have to be on your luteal phase to access her. Just like you can access your maiden energy, just like you can access your mother energy any fucking time you want to. You can access your wild woman energy, your warrior woman energy, whenever you want to, whenever you need to. And I'm going to invite you now to go and practice yoga with me. <laughs> I'm going to leave the link here in the show notes so you can go and check it out. But um, 
it is, it's not the debut class, uh, of my practice that happened in my free three day embodiment ex- 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 experience, excuse me, a couple of days ago. Um, the debut of my signature embodiment practice, Kali Masana. But I have recorded a short partial class for you uh, to serve as your embodiment practice for your inner wild woman. So it's called Kalimasana. It is my signature embodiment practice. I've been doing it privately for myself for years and years and years. And I now feel called to share it more publicly. Um, And what it is, it's a combination of traditional yoga asana intuitive movement, rhythm, and Reiki. And we combine all four of those elements to give you the ultimate embodiment experience. So the asana, the intuitive movement, and the rhythm all serve to open up and activate all seven of your emotional channels. Uh, Talking specifically about the seven chakras, so the root all the way up to the crown. So we do... um, specific asana and movement practices to open, activate, and clear away those energy centers. And then we close out the practice with self-led Reiki um, to kind of anchor it all in. And it is just this beautiful, fierce, badass practice that helps you activate and embody and channel your inner wild woman. So like I said, the link is here in the show notes. Go and practice with me. It's like 25 or 30 minutes long. Um, and it is so much fucking fun. Uh, I've already gotten such good feedback. Like I know it's impactful for me and it has been for years, but to hear that it's helping and serving other women, it's, it's just amazing. So I'm going to leave the link here, go and check it out. Uh, take your embodiment of your inner wild warrior woman to the next level through an actual embodiment practice. Kalimasana. So anyway, let's get back to, um, we already talked about what warrior woman got it or warrior woman, wild woman energy is, right? She's fierce. She's badass. She's grounded, but she also is not afraid to, to cause a ruckus, to burn shit down. Um, Kali Masana is, act, is actually named after Kali Ma. She is a goddess of destruction and she is the goddess energy that I personally channel when I need to tap into this part of myself. Um, and, and just take care of shit, you know? And, so a couple of different ways that we can really tap into this fierce, wild warrior energy. One, Kali Masana, come do it with me. Uh, that, like, that is my number one embodiment practice for tapping into this energy is like embodying it, like literally embodying it on a very physical level. And then, so I'll do my Kali Masana practice and then I go and I fucking get my shit done, like do whatever the fuck I need to do. Um, some other ways to really channel and embody this uh, this archetype within yourself is to tap into your inner masculine. So um, the warrior woman, the wild woman is definitely the most masculine of the four primary archetypes that we're going over. And it's she's not masculine in like a manly sense and like... <laughs> Like, I don't even know how to describe it, but she's not masculine from the standpoint of being manly. She's masculine from the standpoint of providing herself her own stability. Like, this is the energy that you tap into when you need to create systems within your life and within your business, when you need to deploy self-discipline uh, within your your life, your business, your health, whatever. Like this is the energy that you tap into and it's, it's those things, the systems, the structure, the discipline that then create the boundaries that you need for your other archetypes to show up fully. Like 
the the boundaries that create the safety for the maiden to frolic and be creative, for the mother to actually birth and create life, and for the crone to rest, right? So this warrior wild woman is is the part of you that really sets those boundaries and holds fast to them. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about the feminine needing the masculine in order to be fully embodied. And I think there's a misconception that we have to source that masculinity outside of ourselves. And the truth is we have to cultivate the masculinity within ourselves before it can be mirrored back to us outside of ourselves. So it is our responsibility to tap into this warrior wild woman archetype. That way we can create that sense of safety, stability, security, boundaries, i.e. our own inner masculine, our own inner king. And then once we cultivate with that within ourselves, we can hold ourselves, right? This is also what we tap into when we're talking about holding ourselves in big emotions, self-regulation. This is a lot of self-regulation practices and, and just holding the self and, you know, holding, holding all of it, you know, holding the big emotions, right? That comes from this. So, um, in addition to practicing Kalimasana, also practicing setting boundaries within your own life and engaging in discipline, whatever that looks like. For me personally, that looks like showing up every single day consistently for the things that matter in my life. Like every day I'm going to move. Even on days when I, the only day that I won't move is normally like the first or second day of my moon. I'll take the entire day to just rest and there's no movement. But even then, sometimes I'll do like a yoga nidra or um, some yin yoga or something like that. It's very, just very slow and very grounded um, because that is part of the way that I tap into this archetype within myself and I deploy the discipline. I hold myself to, to the standard of I move my body every single day, not because I need to lose weight, not because I need to look a certain way, but because my body was created to fucking move and I want to honor myself in all ways. So I'm going to fucking move my body. So my daily movement practice is my number one way that I tap into this. And then obviously like within the movement practice, I embody this wild warrior woman energy because I'm doing a HIIT workout or I'm, I'm lifting weights or I'm doing Kalimasana or whatever. I'm like embodying that fierceness, that power right within myself. So um, those are my biggest suggestions for really how to tap into and channel this energy is doing Kalimasana and then deploying, practicing daily discipline, set boundaries, show up for a workout program, um, you know, it, maybe you need some systems and structure in, in your business. Sit down, create the space, pick a day, write it on your calendar and sit down and create the fucking systems and the fucking structures that are going to allow you to thrive. Or maybe you need to hire a team and outsource that shit. That's another way that you can tap into this energy. You get shit done, you outsource it. So you create, you naturally create the systems and the structures that you need to thrive, right? So those are some of the biggest ways that we can really tap into this energy and the benefits of this energy are absolutely endless. Not only, like I said, are you going to be able to see like literally during your luteal phase, can you see the bullshit, but then you can also call it out. Um, 
But other hallmarks of uh, the luteal phase and wild woman, uh, warrior woman energy is that it ties up loose ends. It brings projects to completion. And these are also things that are going to be naturally easier for you to do during your luteal phase. So keep this in mind when you're planning your life. During your luteal phase, your body likes to tie up loose ends, bring things to completion, nest and tidy up your environment, and perform administrative tasks. So you are at your most productive during your luteal phase. And from a biological standpoint, it's because your body is preparing. Either uh, fertilization happened during ovulation and your body is preparing to go into overdrive to literally create a baby, or there was no fertilization during ovulation and your body is going into overdrive in preparation to rest and restore during menstruation. So your your physical physical body is primed to get shit done during this part of your cycle. So take that to your advantage. <laughs> Things that I would suggest scheduling during your luteal phase, um, you know, tie, like finish out a launch. Uh, maybe like I literally just hosted um, the Art of Becoming You, my three day free embodiment masterclass. Um, I hosted it in the very middle of my luteal phase. So my energy was still high. I still had energy to burn. Um, and, you know, that fierceness, that fire was there. And, you know, it's, it, it was just appropriate. So um, scheduling like things coming to a completion, um, any kind of administrative tasks, again, cleaning up your systems, uh, kind of behind the scenes things, um, just just anything like that that's going to create the stability for you to then rest once your your cycle does hit, once your moon does hit. Um, this is also the time when I, I clean my house the most consistently. I do laundry the most consistently. Um, and it's just it, it's just so much easier to do things like that during your luteal phase because you are literally primed for it. And this is part of working with your cycle instead of against your cycle and really having the awareness of what's going on in your body, when, why, and, and all of that good stuff and tapping into the power that is the feminine. Certain tasks feel better to you at certain parts of the month during certain parts of your cycle. Not only that, but you are going to be able to do them more efficiently and more effectively. That doesn't mean that you can't do things during other parts of your cycle. It just means like it's, it's, it's the same thing as working smarter, not harder. How can you work smarter? How can you work with your body and with your natural biology as opposed to against it, which is what the rest of the fucking world wants you to do? Right. So really, really tapping into this, this part of yourself and allowing it to lead you when you need it to. Right. And, and remembering, yes, this, this energy, this archetype is definitely more accessible to you during your luteal phase. Um, but you can literally tap into it any given time. Insert promo for Kali Masana here. <laughs> So if you're not on your luteal phase and you would like to access more of your wild warrior woman energy, then uh, head over to YouTube, click the link in the show notes, come practice Kali Masana with me. I'm going to have a full um, schedule of classes come 2023. So be on the lookout for that. But for now, there is one class up on my YouTube channel. You can come and practice with me whenever you want to. I hope you will. And I hope this episode has served you. Uh, I'll see you next week for the final installment of the Embodied Archetype series where we're going to talk all 
about the wise woman or the crone energy. And it's, it's so beautiful. It's just so beautiful that we as women get to embody all of this, you know, the full spectrum of the human experience of the woman experience. And I fucking love it. So I can't wait to share that with you. And, uh, yeah, I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.